James Senegal once said, Technology helps us become more efficient and productive, but our business still has a lot of art as opposed to strictly science. Are you tinkering, self-learning, self-improving, experimenting with home labbing? And do you want to become a skilled IT expert? Well, you've found your new home. This is the Home Labbers Podcast. On this show, we'll interview top experts and dig deep to learn how they got started and how they train their IT skills as a master martial artist in a Shaolin temple. And you know what? We're going to have fun along the way. This is the Home Labbers Podcast. And now your host, Vian Du. All right, let's do this. James, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have on your podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Before we dive into a home labbing topic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, thank you. So um, I'm now working for VMware, the mothership. I moved uh, to them in September, uh, and I'm working in the pre-sales side of the VMware cloud on AWS solution. Um, prior to that, I was working for... Um, partner in the UK, delivering a number of solutions. Um, Before that, my career was in the UK ISP space, looking after VMware platforms for um, internal use cases and external customers within sort of public clouds. And how did you get started with home labbing and where did you get the idea? So I pretty much always home labbed before it was probably even a term. So um, when... Um, I was younger and my parents upgraded a uh, RPC. I kept the whole old one and played with that and changed parts and did lots of work and tried to networking them. And then I've almost always had sort of additional resources for messing about with and learning. And then um, I got into VMware um, in about 2008. And then um, I had a, a small... Um, sort of our server that I deployed ESXi onto when the free edition came out. And I it's kind of grown from there. So it's gone from a single server, relatively small setup, to external storage, to nested hosts, to sort of the full-on deployment that I have today. But how did your first home lab look like? You already described a little bit, but can you go into it a little bit more deep? Yeah, I mean, the, the first VMware one was a, um, a HP, I think it was an ML10 G5. So it's kind of that crossover between a desktop and a, a tower server. It had 8 gig of RAM, sort of a quad-core processor, and then a couple of SATA disks. And then um, initially, um, that was just about sufficient. And then um, I bought a HP microserver, one of the early generation one of those and that was sort of the external storage and then started nesting um, some components um, but it's, it's always um, evolving there's always changes happening so it's never in a in a, a steady state even now um, 
it's been through hundreds and hundreds of iterations. Some things have worked, some things have been really good, other things have been terrible. Um, but it's always been a learning experience. What was your first home lab project? Um, probably the project, and probably the first real project was uh, getting external storage that was usable for VMware that sort of performed um, uh, and made it uh, made the, the VMware ecosystem usable. Um, and this was all done on a uh, a budget one gig networks were the only thing available and and a lot of the storage technology that makes it easy to do now wasn't always a thing back then um so one of my first sort of purchases was a, a microserver to 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 give me more more disks and more um uh, capacity in my home lab um, but it didn't really fit, fit a lot of the performance characteristics that I wanted. Obviously, VM drive a lot of random I/O, and it was it was pretty poor at that. Um, so one of the things that I looked to do was um, a change the operating system that I was using, and also change the hardware. So um, one of the customers that I was working with at the time. Um, when we replaced some of their server infrastructure, they let me keep um, some of their old hosts. It was a big um, IBM server, I forget the model now. And that sort of replaced the microserver. And um, I deployed NetCenter, which was the um, one of the very early sort of ZFS forks. Um, and, and that was my sort of home lab storage for a long time. Um, and it was great. It was... Um, it went through, it stayed with me as a home lab sort of storage OS through a, a number of iterations of um, server hardware and configuration. I even ran fiber channel on it for a little while. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's, it's always changing, but always, always learning. And it was a sort of a big learning experience for me. And one of the sort of big steps in my career so the first time that I presented at a VMUG was about the sort of home lab stories that I built based on NextCenter and the lessons learned from that that were sort of applicable to enterprise storage. And a lot of that is still uh, valid today. Um, so, yes, the, the underlying technology has changed from what was spinning disk predominantly back then or exclusively really if you go back far enough to um typically flash or nvme based things now but the a lot of the principles are the same in terms of understanding what your working set looks like the the block sizes that you're reading and writing your sort of what is cacheable what is not cacheable um what data can be compressed, etc. And how did you fund your home lab? It's it's predominantly been funded by myself with some donations, um, as I say, uh, customers or colleagues in that eco space have um, this kit that's been around that um, they've not needed that they've donated, and and some of the stuff that I no longer use has gone to sort of friends and colleagues. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a relatively large investment. Um, on my side, 
Um, but I think that's paid back um, significantly in sort of my career. So I, I think it's a, been a worthwhile investment. And how your home lab looks right now, and what do you have now there? Yeah, so the home lab um, is quite varied in what I've got, um, and I have sort of a configuration that I'd describe as steady state, um, sort of the physical infrastructure and the storage I'm relatively happy with at the moment. Um, some of the networking is probably up for um, being changed in the not-too-distant future. And then a lot of um, the more detailed sort of learning things I, I, I deploy um, as nested environments within that. But in terms of the um, the static config, as it were, so the storage is, um, there, are t there are two storage components. There's um, a Synology-based um, NFS device. It's a DS918 with the expansion shelf. And that's got my um, sort of silver and bronze tier storage. So there's a flash tier um, and then a, a SATIS tier that also runs things like Plex and backups. And then I also have a TrueNAS, uh, TrueNAS scale operating system running on a HP Z840 sort of workstation device um, with some Intel uh, Enterprise NVMe uh, devices in that. And that's connected to the ESX hosts with 25 gigasec um, DAS cables. The ESX hosts, I've got, um, well, I've got a, a super micro sort of quad chassis. So it's a 2U box with four nodes in it. Three of those are running ESX at the moment. And the fourth is a PFSense box. So I typically use two of those ESX I hosts. Um, most of the time, there's like the production cluster. So they've got that 25 gigaset connection for storage. And they've also got um, a Mellanox NIC on them. So I've got 40 gig B-motion between the, the two devices. Um, and then typically everything else is, is nested on top. Um, probably the next iteration will be um, a 25 gigaset switch to connect them all up um, and the storage. And how much knowledge have you gained while you're having a home lab? Um, I mean, that's quite a difficult one to quantify, but um, a lot of the knowledge that I've gained, I've either has been sort of through my job and then sometimes I've been able to experiment um, at home and try different configurations and um, sort of learn or reinforce the knowledge that I've gained, or sometimes it's the other way around. I, w I want to try something and I'll experiment in the lab first. And then sometimes that will then go into sort of a, a product or something that actually becomes sort of part of my job or work. But what do you also think about when they see your home lab? Some people get it, some people don't. Um, my wife doesn't understand it, but she knows it. It's, it's part of me and uh, I'm always messing with things. So it goes to the territory. I try and keep it contained. And what is a home lab for you? For me, it's just sort of any systems. I mean, it doesn't even have to be at home, but where you can sort of play with and learn. So um, some people have given up on them now and, and do things in the cloud. Um, it, for want of a better word, it's a developer sort of infrastructure. Um, 
and it can be the most basic thing. So some people will just do it with pies um, up to, so I think I've got a reasonably chunky lab and there's some people that have way more than me. Um, there are people that have, that, that run them in data centers um, and pay for them to, to sit in a colo rack in a data center. Um, it's not, not something I'm likely to do in the near term, but um, the, the cost just doesn't work out for me. Um, but I get, but I get the appeal of having proper power, proper cooling, uh, proper connectivity. That's my biggest challenge where I am at the moment. Um, and also a remote hands that know what they're doing um, can be a big advantage. What one piece of advice would you give for beginner home lovers? I think it's probably the, the, the mistake we all um, make when we get into this. It's just always adding more and more and more and more. Um, and I think the, the number one thing um, that I would suggest, and I, I'm guilty of making this mistake over and over again myself, is try and work out what you want to learn and concentrate on that. Um, and I'll give an example is obviously when I was starting out and I talked about the, the storage and next center, um, I learned a huge amount about storage and how to make it sort of fast to present it to my home lab. But what I actually was trying to learn at the time was ESX and VMware technologies. Um, now I could have gone out and bought um, a Synology or done things um, differently. It might have involved money, but it would have saved a lot of time and a lot of hassle. And I would have learned the, um, the things I was looking to learn at the time. Um, yes, what I did learn was useful, but it wasn't what I set out to learn. And, I, and I'm still guilty of that today. My, my home lab has a lot of technology in it that um, could be avoided or could be simplified. Um, things like firewalls and connectivity could probably uh, be a lot less complex than they are today. Um, but I'm, I have the ethos that I'm trying to have it relatively comparable to what I would find a customer or um, a, a typical environment to look like rather than one to make my life easy. Um, and I'm in a place where that makes sense for me. But having, if you're new to home labbing, trying to learn everything at the same time is difficult. So, so I would say focus on what you want to learn and, 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 and go that route. James, thank you so much for joining and have a wonderful day. Thank you. You've been listening to the Home Labbers Podcast. Our passion is to interview the leading IT experts and get tech enthusiasts all the information they need to become an expert. So if you run at-home enterprise hardware and software and you like tinkering and self-learning, then you've found your new podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit up the website at vondo.tech, on Twitter at hashtag vondotrending, and hashtag home lab. See you next time on the Home Labbers Podcast.